Hi there, I'm your host Kate. I grew up in Seattle, Washington around friends that were entrepreneurs or had parents that were. Throughout my different ventures, I came to a realization that I enjoy talking to people about their careers and listening to their inspiring stories. One day, I thought to myself, why not record these conversations and make it into a podcast? So here we are, and now these stories are available to you with the hope that you'll also find them inspiring. This episode is a little different than previous episodes. Instead of interviewing an entrepreneur, I get to sit down with a recruiter in the Bay Area. I got to connect with Mai Nguyen to discuss recent trends she's seen through the hiring process. COVID has caused a huge trend otherwise known as the Great Resignation, where people voluntarily quit to search for better work conditions such as better pay or work from home jobs. She shares how employers are adapting to help retain employees and tips you can use on your next interview. What does a day in your work look like? Yeah, like I think every day is definitely not the same as um, the day before or the day after. It's definitely unique in the sense where, um, and I always say this too, like especially in the recruiting world, it's so unpredictably strategic, but then also... um, constantly pivoting like there's not anything that will uh, be the same priority the next day or the day after um, which generally I think is uh, the same for any role like whether you're doing agency or um, like in-house I've done both and I think that the the beauty of it is that um, you go about it the way that your company um, aim to uh, value like their new hires or their um, existing employees um, So in a day, I will kind of go in and just really plan out like what that looks like as far as like tackling my inbox first, scheduling, rescheduling, checking in, post-checking, like recalibrating with um, candidates or our hiring managers. And then um, onto that would just go ahead and like really seek what is the most like what would be the priority of this uh, match that we're looking for, whether it is the role itself or with the candidate. And so that's like our sourcing. Um, and that typically look anything from like the resources that we have into pulling into our networks or like referrals. So yeah, that's like usually, and it's definitely not like a nine to five job. It's around the clock. Like sometimes I, I would end my day around like two or sometime I'll end my day at six, but then I'll jump back on and then like we'll work throughout the night because you're working now with the open market of like everyone around the world. So time isn't really um, on your side. Like you're just really just working to the advantage of uh, what will get you closer to finding that match with the candidate and the, the, the job. Okay. So like, do you have a certain number of jobs you have to fulfill every month? It really, yeah. So right now, like for the company that we're, so I work at a startup in um, Silicon Valley and the count looks so different on a week to week basis, depends on the headcount for the uh, specific department. Um, as of right now, we're sitting at 
I believe like 15 job um, openings um, in different departments. Uh, but then by the by closer to the end of the year, we're already looking at like 30 to like 50, um, just because we're uh, looking to grow. And I think with any company that is looking to grow, it does exponentially um, increase like week by week. And so like, as we're looking at that number, like every week we have to grow it by like five or we have to grow by two. So we still have goals to try to tackle that. Um, the goal of like what, how many job openings are out there. You brought up something that made me think. So you said you work with people around the world. So has that always been the case or was it because of COVID that opened like your doors to hiring people from anywhere because of remote working? Yeah, it's definitely new um, for for my company specifically um, because the the nature of the job, like even before, whether it is like an internal like position, it would uh, it would require that individual to be in um, in office, and because of this remote like work from home environment, it really opened the market to job search job seekers and then also with our um, job openings too um, that means that like if we're looking at candidates here um, we can pitch the job in this in similar fashion like as we would to someone somewhere else but then the thing is that our our approach to that uh particular like benefits or how things are operating will look so much different because they live in a different um, area. And so because of that, like we have to see like what it looks like if we were to look into like England or like if we were lo- to look even outside of state into like Texas or if we we're looking um, into like um, Argentina or India, like we have contractors that are from that area and it's a lot easier because it's so different now that everybody gets to work remotely or um, work from home. Wow. So then what I would imagine is, let's say your company is looking for a position um, and they would give you the description of the position and possibly even a budget for hiring. Would that change depending on where your candidate is located? Definitely. I think um, so. The term that it's like used so often now is like decentralizing outside of the Silicon Valley, uh, meaning that a lot of that comes into play with what is like minimum wage in a different different state? What's a minimum wage um, in a different country? And with that in consideration, like what is the cost of living? What is um, what does kind of a day to day? What would that budget look like for an individual? And then we would strategically get ourselves at a rate that would be higher than what it would look like in their local area, but then it would be lower than the um, Silicon Valley uh, wage that you would typically see for, um, for that specific role, like the same role, but in a different location. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, really interesting to me because on the other, uh, like the other day I was reading an article and uh, someone who, posted she's a recruiter as well I think I believe in the Bay Area where she had a budget of about 150k for a job and um, the person she actually ended up hiring only asked for 86k so there was a huge substantial amount that was just left on the table is that something you see often as a recruiter it's very very common I I I would say I have a similar story like that Um, and 
of course, like you try not to like as a recruiter, like we never ask like, oh, what were they making before? But like they would, you know, offer to tell us like how much they're making now or like how much they're looking to make. And if we know that they're within the scope and their experience, uh, their background and everything lines up for us, we can top what they would like for their salary um, by saying that, oh, here's a bonus, you know, and then it's already built in that budget that we have, but then it gives us a little bit more of an upper hand as to, we know that we can meet their needs um, as far as the benefits that they want to see. Um, and so I think it does give it as an advantage if candidates come into the pool, just looking to stay where they're at while working remotely. Um, but relocation will look a lot differently where if our company wants to see um, the opportunity for them, like if they know that, you know, they're targeting 85K and the budget for it is 150, they ask like, would you be willing to re relocate into um, the city? Um, and it kind of gives them a little bit more of a upper hand. This will give you that push to like, the next bracket that you would like to be in, although it was already like a built-in budget for that. Do you see that right now? Like a lot of companies asking for uh, employees that would be in the city or closer to the office, or do you see more of a draw for um, opening out to remote work to get better candidates? I've definitely seen a hybrid of um, things happening there. The relocation, not too much. It's more so of a, role specific um, opportunity if they come in and we know that it would be more beneficial to be have them on site, but then like travel out to different hubs. Um, but then on the job seeker side of the market, they're looking for more remote, but smaller hubs so that they can go into to work at versus like working from home. Like I think a lot of job seekers are seeing that they're kind of work environment does dictate how they produce work. And so a lot of the questions that we do have on a almost like weekly basis is, do I have to work from home? Or like, is it a remote um, work? Is it remote work or if it's work from home? And then do you have a hub nearby? So like given like a shared space for like co-working space or whatnot, it's like something that people are keen on too. Like it's a perks of like having your job in your town um, and companies are, kind of meeting those needs as well um, because they are, you know, scoping out different hubs so that people can come in for co-working space and help produce more work or collaborations with different team members that are in the area and not necessarily mm -hmm. having to all be virtual, but there's like a hybrid type of model there. Um, so I think that that's pretty neat as well. Like just being able to pivot or navigate through kind of like unforeseen, like features of do you have to be in the office? Um, and it, of course it's like company, it's by company, like what they want to do with that too. Right. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because um, for a while now, I've been thinking like what's going to happen to corporate offices. It seems like there's been uh, a mix, uh, like there's workers who want to stay remote and there's ones that want to be in the office. So it seems like hybrid is going to be the future. Uh, yeah. Especially when you mentioned like um, like a hub space or co-working space, that sounds like that's what everyone's moving towards. So from what I'm hearing, it sounds like people want more flexibility in their work and possibly looking for just more of a better work-life balance. Have you seen anything else that has changed in the recent year 
uh, due to COVID that people are asking for when they're looking for jobs? Yeah, I even, I've, I've seen people ask or more so of bringing up the topic of what does that look like for like flexibility and work hours? Um, because you're working from home, there is a lot of a lot of areas where it could be grayed out as ter- uh, as far as like what like how often do I have to work or like is it do I log in at nine and five like who monitors that and and whatnot and so I think for a lot of people there's actually a Silicon Valley company um, who recently and I remember it was in the news as well but then they wanted to have all their employees work four day a four day week and then have a three day weekend and of course like that appeals people like the work from home and remote working it's appealing but not um as uncommon anymore and so it's not a upper hand for a lot of companies to want to 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 market that you know or like want for their new hires or their um prospects to feel like oh yeah you get to work from home because a lot of companies are going to offer that anyway so that's not really competition to um Mm. to wager but more so of like how would that work from home or remote working differ from you know another company um if productivity is a lot higher working from home then what can we do as a company to provide a environment where they get to you know work at like be the owner of their own desk like work in the hours that works best for them um or if it's around the clock of course like there's operations that require you to work nine to five um but there's a lot of opportunities where you can be the boss of your own time as well um So that ask is definitely there, like being able to be a little bit more flexible and you can, you know, work by your own vacation. Like, I think that that's a huge part too. Like, they're like, oh, what if I'm a lot of like interview questions that I have? It's like, what if I like decide to go to New York this week and stuff like that? Would I be able to still work? And the thing is that like, whether they are in New York or not, no one will really know um, if it's like remote work. And so I think that's the, that's an interesting part of it. Like I remember um, with even December of last year, a lot of employees decided to uh, move out of state. And the thing is that like, unless you're in HR, you wouldn't like as a peer in the workspace, if you wouldn't know that they moved out of town or like, and it really didn't affect their working environment. And unless like they knew, like we, unless they had to meet in person, I think that would be a little different. And they just had to navigate through that. But if you're working in a different state and it's still virtual, there was no like hiccup in the, the, the workspace at all. So um, people are definitely making those asks. Like if I'm working, if I live somewhere else or if I plan to move out of state in three months, would that affect my um, employment here? Um, and those are valid questions because, you know, there, there are family plans or yeah. whatever it may be that they need to mm-hmm. move, move out of, move out of the area. That's yeah, that makes total sense to me. Like even for myself, having an infant, I need that flexibility. So I need to have the flexibility of stopping work when I need to take him to a doctor's office or maybe even logging off a little earlier and then jumping back on night at night to do extra work. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, and do you also see like, uh, employees asking for higher pay as well. Um, is that one of the top demands lately um, with your candidates? Yeah, I think it def- definitely depends on department as well. But I 
do you see that there is a a market where job seekers can definitely find the same job in the same area with definitely higher pay. And so if there was a, an offer on the table for them and if they counter an offer that they currently have, or if they're in later stages of the interview process, like I don't see any hesitation in candidates just revealing what that looks like for them. Um, like this is what they're looking to make. And if it, if it isn't a match, like they're, they're willing to pull themselves out of the interview process, which is a game changer. Like I feel like this last two to three years, it's been a definitely a market where you're seeing that changes can be made so quickly because of the different type of um, different type of uh, offering like companies are giving out now, like they're asking for like a higher pay, but then on top of that, like the, the other benefits that comes along with it too, like they're not requiring me to go travel at all or like, Mm -hmm. uh, along with that, they are allowing me to take like unlimited paid vacation. And so there's just like so many uh, different factors that play into it, but I definitely think that employers are finding every way to kind of keep the quality um, candidates in their pipeline. Even if higher pay was like a, that trigger point for job seekers, like if they want, you know, to request for like higher pay, um, it's definitely not out of the question. I think, especially in the Silicon Valley, I've seen the same role with like a $50,000 gap um, in their salary. So it's definitely not like foreign at all in this area. So it sounds like the candidates these days are asking for higher pay, but that doesn't seem like it's like a top priority. It seems like work-life balance is a bigger ask from them um, in where they're going to find their next job or where they'll move next to. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think of jobs in more of a traditional sense where you apply and then someone reaches out. But nowadays it feels like the doors are way more open. Like you can reach out to a recruiter on LinkedIn or even a recruiter can find you on LinkedIn or on maybe, I don't know. Do you find people on social media as well? Yeah. I think a lot of companies and I think it's definitely still a newer market too for companies to hop onto Facebook and Instagram. I know that they've done it before, but actually having a whole market team that, um, dedicate all their time to put out content for the company. And I know that it's definitely changing quite a bit as far as how the look and feel would be like, cause you know, like even if you go into like an Instagram or like into Facebook, there's a quick link and then you get to the exact page that you need to be to buy whatever you need to buy. And it's like the same thing in the recruiting market. Like you'll click on the link, it goes right to the job search page and it shows all the opening uh, opportunities and then you just apply right there and I feel like it's one of those markets like if you're they're they're going to keep on with the trend as long as it's going to help promote not only their business but then their growth Um, I think that's huge like um, I was really surprised to find out that my company had a social media page uh, or like Instagram and 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 Facebook that when I hopped on, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know we were this advanced in like trying to reach a younger market, you know, like, whereas, you know, the Facebook of the world or like the Google of the world, they already have that built in because that's their platform, you know, and they've, they've already strategically 
navigate it through that. Um, so it's very interesting. Like I've also seen it with like schools and um, things are just so much more easily accessible now versus even four or five years ago, where uh, when I was working in an agency, they were having such a hard time putting the names of companies out there, even if it's just like a more menial role at like Facebook, like it was just so hard to, to put that opportunity out there and have people respond to that ad. Um, now, nowadays, like you can share and reshare it and um, send it like DM someone a job opportunity. Um, whereas before it's like in their email, would they see it? Would they not see it? I don't know. You know? So I think there's definitely, things are definitely moving in a direction where any type of demographic would be able to see it um, as long as, as long as, you know, you're subscribed or like um, that you've signed up for one of these, um, the apps or the opportunities that, um, that social media would like pop into or something like that. So yeah, I find it very interesting. Yeah. Like I think even people who have such a niche at what they've done before, like their job responsibility and then going out and creating a opportunity on their own marketing themselves and building their own business through like these social media platforms. Um, that has been a huge part too, where now when we're looking for like, you know, um, um, someone in marketing, um, it's not the traditional like, oh, LinkedIn profile, but like looking at their portfolio through like um, Instagram or through like TikTok or something like that. And it's so, there, there's just so much more opportunities to, to, to build on someone's or look at somebody's profile and like see that they are what you're looking for because their work speaks for, it, for itself than for us to like go out and seek. And it's like, oh, I see it on paper, but what is that really, you know? So COVID has caused a trend known you know as the great resignation uh where people voluntarily quit to search for better work conditions so like we mentioned before better pay or work from home jobs um so you what you shared so far is it sounds like people are looking for more of a flexible work schedule and work-life balance do you think these factors will stay going forward I think it it will. I, I think it will mainly because like even in my own like department itself, like I know so many people who are finding different avenues already and like you can pivot while you're still working. And so like if you can do that, like imagine all the people who have been pivoting prior to, you know, COVID um, and how it affected the workspace and for them, like they, they have time, like instead of like, whether it is something as small as like commute time, or if it's just the investment in just like being out of like your comfort zone, but then now being able to do that all in one, like building your business while being at home and working, I think it is an advantage for a lot of people to kind of build their skills outside of, you know, their traditional office work that they had to do before. Um, With that said, like, I think with opportunities that they can find outside of the opportunity that they do have it's a lot wider and and it's not just like a silicon valley thing i i I believe i think it's like anywhere like if you're looking for like a job in like australia or like a job in um in england or something that i feel like it's it's reciprocated where you are able to find those opportunities now um and in order to like get a step further in what you want to do is like building the skills now is a lot easier and then you can leverage that into yourself to job seeking and I find that very true to a lot of people who are seeking now whether 
whether you have been in school or like freshly out of college or that you've been in the market for so long, but then you like sharpen your skills, they're able to leverage those type of skills now. Like where as like five years ago, tech tools that or languages that people would need look so different than it does now where um, I remember interviewing one of a senior tech lead that, um, that, that we were looking for at the time. And this individual is like, oh, I have like no like recent experience of um, any of the languages uh, or tech languages that you're currently looking for, but I'm willing to learn. Whereas for somebody who's like, oh, I'm currently like taking those courses now, like it makes such a huge difference, you know, like that they are willing to or have already invested in that time because, you know, they've been at home and they don't have anything else to do. And so I think that that is definitely something that people are um, taking to their advantage. Like you get to work from home and you get to build your skills at the same time. So, yeah, I think it's going to be, I I think it's going to keep on being um, an ongoing thing for people to look for higher paying jobs and the jobs that are, have more flexibility uh, because I don't, it's definitely something where you don't have to compromise that anymore, uh, given that a lot of companies want to, you know, for their company to be like the best in the Bay Area, the best in wherever the location that they're in. Um, and that's another uh, that's another factor. I think with companies, they're trying to um, be competitors in the market. And so like if they're the best workplace in Silicon Valley, they're going to leverage it any way that they can by, you know, being the most competitive in the pay area or like where um, their the salary is competitive in the market or that, um, their perks of like working from home or, or the benefits of, um, just, you know, remote working or vacation days. Like it's all just so different now. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you just do anything to leverage. Um, and it doesn't affect the business because there's so many different changes. I think that had happened because of COVID, um, that people just have to just like shift their budget. And you brought up a point where like even before COVID people were starting to look for these uh, more uh, flexible work or remote working. So it sounds like COVID really just pushed people towards it a lot quicker Yeah, and making it more of a norm. Like this is okay. And a realization that, you know, people need to be happy in their work and having a flexible schedule or, um disability to do what they got to do when they need to do it and take care of their family uh while working is making people happy but also keeping production high for companies yeah okay sure um now let's see so there were 10.9 million job openings in december of 21 uh with turnover being record uh breaking high I can imagine that companies are in search of good employees. And you mentioned that they were, they already starting to pivot and like maybe readjusting their budget to hire on good employees. Have you seen anything else like um, that companies have been doing um, to get workers? Mm -hmm. I think incentives, like a lot of adjustment in within kind of like budgeting was huge Um, as people pivot as companies pivot to a more, remote friendly environment for work for their employees they're taking like what a lot of companies if they were if they had like an everyday lunch provided in office that budget now becomes like a incentive for workers on like a monthly basis like a reward or something like that where you know they send out 
whether it's gift cards, a meal or something where obviously with the, with that budget, it's a lot less than what it was before when they're doing it company wide for, you know, food services or, um, catering like in-house, like, uh, the therapist or something like that. And then now you can deviate those type of costs somewhere else. Like Kaiser can do it or something like that uh, versus having to do it in-house where you have like a hotline call. So I think there are definitely avenues that companies are taking to make sure that it's cost effective in this remote working environment, but not completely removing it. So, um, so that, that employees still feel like, oh, wow, my company cares like that they would give us like, um, lunch vouchers or make sure that we are, you know, signing up for certain, um, health, like, like for like focusing on mental health or focusing on other areas of like physical fitness. Like it's just really reevaluating what was budgeted before. And then now Mm -hmm. making sure that remote working kind of mirror that, uh, but in a more convenient way. And then, whereas if you're in office, a lot of it is, it's planning around every single employee being there. So you never want to be short of any of the costs that were put out. Whereas now, like you have employees actually having to sign in and, you know, getting these or be recipients of these type of benefits. And so it's, it's definitely a little bit easier for companies to, to up their perks um, just so that remote or work from home environment is uh, being upheld on both ends. Um, Another thing is like, it changes the entire sphere of like what management or leadership looks like. Um, Of course, you're not in the office with someone to see their work or make sure that they're on task. Um, And so I think um, that has been a transition to a lot of being in the people ops um, specialist side of like uh, employment, like employee engagement. I think I've definitely seen a lot of managers sharing how hard it is to like, you see the production or like you see the end results of things, but like, can you do more or are, are, are we doing the best that we can to get to the results that we're um, currently seeing, or can we do more than that? Um, and so even in that one-on-one or management and leadership, there's still a lot of training around that, that is beneficial for companies to take like a deeper dive into, like, what can we do to ensure that, you know, we're at our like max production uh, in a quality timeframe, you know? So I think there, there's definitely a lot of um, areas where, companies can be better at, um, internally to make sure that anyone that they onboard can understand like, okay, like we're still, we're still growing, you're developing you, uh, in this role too, because for a lot of, whether it's new grads or people who are starting a new position, they want to see projection of like five years, 10 years still like they're not like, oh, I'm just doing this for a year. Like they're looking for a career move. And so if they don't see like, oh, in five years, like I get to be ranked in like the third level in like the tech um, as a tech lead, or um, if it's like from a a HR associate and wanting to be an HR manager. um, And if they don't see that kind of vision, then I think it'd be really hard for them to trust a company in their like management or leadership as far as like their own development. Um, So companies definitely are investing a lot in like these training tools to, to make um, like this virtual environment beneficial for their company's growth. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned uh, mental health, and I know that was a huge issue um, from 
in 2020 and even now because, you know, it caused people to work in environments where they're not seeing other people anymore, regardless of work or just outside life. Um, and people started getting burnt out. Um, so mental health was something that came up pretty often. Um, what are some of the things you've seen that companies have done um, to help uh, their employees with mental health? Yeah, I think it's definitely built into now the benefits like of um, like health benefits that usually employees will will see in um, in in like the different areas. If it was like counseling or that they needed to go into therapy or things like that, that's definitely something that's easily accessible. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely like a phone call way, like you can do it virtually and you can do it in person. I think what helps here in the Silicon Valley is that everything is still depending on what time frame that we're looking at, I think now more than ever, like you can definitely see that um, mental health uh, focus is at an all time high, just because any, any location that you're looking into, they have a virtual component to it. And so just having that access for employees to reach out to someone and talk about it under the company's dime, I think that's a huge like lift off their shoulder. Like, okay, it's like, you can do it at any time. Like you can, it could be a break during your day instead of like, Oh, like I'm, requesting for an hour off or something like that. Like now you can build that into your day and it's like, okay, I'm going to, um, you know, talk to somebody about this and um, hopefully have like a game plan onto like what I really want to do or the decisions that I'm going to make after this. And I feel like it gives companies um, definitely a good rep like towards their employees that like, oh, my employer actually cares. Like they want me to succeed. They want me to, by providing the service or providing an avenue for this, um, this, this outlet, um, it, it's actually helping me to um, be more productive at work or identify that this is what I want to do or how to communicate with my managers or communicate with my peers that I'm going through this in a professional way. Because I know that like, even especially during this time, like things can get very personal, um, but in a working environment, like if you know, you're going through a traumatic experience where someone has like experienced death or like if you have experience where, um, you know, you lost a relationship or what, whatever it may be during that time, um, it can definitely be um, an unprofessional working environment when that's the constant uh, topic of the day. Uh, but then if you have that outlet, I think it definitely gives a better uh yourself, your coworker, and then also your employer, a better sense of like, okay, you know, they're, they're, they're doing what they can and they do have an outlet versus like having to bring it into work every single day. Oh, yeah, no, that's really good insight. Um, my company actually uh, started giving some of those benefits. So it was like yoga classes, Pilates, or even a hotline to call into. Mm-hmm. And I saw um, that many companies were offering that. So seems like a trend and actually a good thing too because it's a realization that you need to take care of your health your mental health yeah um that wasn't something that was brought up years ago so that's a really interesting trend to hear about okay my win shared great insight into what candidates can ask when interviewing for a job as a candidate you can negotiate more than just pay such as flexibility work from home days, and requesting resources for your mental health or career. Thank you so much for listening.
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on our website at www.dayoneway.com or follow us on social media.